0: Time is 11.08 and you're listening to Brunch With Me, Sadia. Now, Radio for Good is our regular feature that focuses on some of the amazing work being done in Hong Kong by NGOs, charities and local groups. And this week we find out about Teach for Hong Kong. Let me welcome Justin Lee and season Lai to the studio to tell me more about it. Good morning to you both.
1: Good morning Yay. and hello everyone.
0: Yeah, lovely to have you in the studio. Now, for for people who are not familiar with uh, Teach for Hong Kong, would you want to just tell me exactly what it is? We, I have mentioned that you know you you get underprivileged children and you teach them. Tell me more about it.
1: Yeah, why don't I start about it? Um, so basically, our organisation as a non-profit, we are trying to solve an issue, um, solve the issue, education inequity, and given its complexity, we especially see that we are not only directly solving. Um, serving underprivileged students in Hong Kong during the year, but also it takes um, cross sector collaborations, um, leaders from not only education sectors, but also the social, business sectors. Uh, it, it's called for the entire community to create resources for underprivileged students and also like sustain still, um resources for them. So what we as an organization do, we, uh, we run a fellowship program mm-hmm. every year. So we recruit um, promising young leaders from fresh graduates and especially in the more recent year we started getting um, applications from young professionals Um, so basically we recruit these uh, promising future leaders and um, equip them empower them to serve at high-knee schools in hong kong for a year as full-time teachers we believe that so um, at the front line not only they will um, create impact directly serving Um, Underprivileged students uh, during the year, but also um, given stationing at the front line, they will understand have the most genuine understanding of the needs of students and also the education sector. Such that um, beyond the fellowship, after the fellowship, they could still contribute um, to the movement.
0: Okay, and obviously now talking about the fellowship, um, you, uh, you know, Susan, you were actually involved. You came forward and you wanted to be part of this. What what sort of inspired you to come?
2: actually i'm a fellows back in 2020 to 2021 and uh the reason why i joined back then i was just a fresh graduate figure out what i want to do after my my degree and i was thinking uh education might be a good way that because i like to teach students when back in my secondary schools so i think that that might be a career for me so i come across these chances so i think this is a good chance for me to have a exposures on what teacher like and test it out is it really something for me and also it got a lot of chance for exposure meeting like leaders from like the bank, like the different industry, like social innovations, like the business sectors, which give me a lot of exposure to really explore myself. So I do treasure this opportunity and then I joined the fellowship program.
0: Hmm. And what do the fellowship program actually consist of? You've talked about all the collaboration and things like that. I mean, for you, uh, you, I suppose, you know, to teach is a skill in itself. So what did you go through a whole process of understanding the whole teaching element?
2: Yeah, actually, um, there is a summer institutes around like July and August. Mm-hmm. Though there though there is a six week trainings on different topic, including like teaching or leader sharing those kind of uh, elements. So in the teaching, we also got summer school where we got to practice and then teach kids around that time. So we have to pick up the teaching skills really quickly within that six week. Mm-hmm. But along the journey, we always have a learning mindset that we always ask our teachers, our mentors and how we can teach better. So all of our partner school do give very good support to us. So uh, if you have a learning mindset, then you will be fine.
0: Mm, that's yeah. great. Justin, you initially, when you were talking about this, you were talking about people from all sorts of backgrounds who are <laughs> coming forward. Now, you know, some of them obviously maybe from corporate and, and things. What kind of what inspires them to want to come and teach as well? I mean, what do they sort of get? Because they ha- have skills that they can offer. But what else is there?
1: Yeah, we do have a very diverse, um, diverse cohort um, throughout the years. Um, uh, a lot of them not only uh, they are diverse not only in terms of the academic background but also the professional background. So back to your questions, what are the common in, uh, uh, motivations for them mm-hmm. to join the fellowship? Mm-hmm. Some of them they feel like. Um, Maybe some corporate life, uh, corporate life is not for them, and they do want to see more direct impact day to day, and that's why they want to understand where the teaching is for them long term. While we also have some other, uh, uh, some other fellows, they want to pioneer something new. Maybe they um, read something um, innovative, some pedagogies innovative from abroad, and also um, they have, for example, some of them used to work at um, tech companies, and they do see the. Um, huge potential yeah. incorporating more technologies into classroom, and that's why they want to try it out. And some are, some other they want to um, just understand un- understand social impact as a sector um, more comprehensively. So after the fellowship, they end up working in non profits or in philanthropy, or some of them um, um, entered education technologies companies mm-hmm. abroad or locally. So um, they do have. They come from different reasons. It's
0: certainly a great ground to actually test some of these things, too. Now, really, going back to, say, the children that you are teaching, what are the main challenges that you face as an organization? Because, I mean, you know, when we're talking about underprivileged children, it's also about, you know, getting to them, but also going through to their families to make them understand exactly what it is you're doing. What kind of things do you face?
1: Yeah, I can talk a bit first and see if Susan sure. has more words for that. Sure. Um, so we we as an organisation we see uh, underprivileged students in Hong Kong mainly have two gaps: growth mindset and exposure. While Teach for um, this model is not only limited to Hong Kong, but there are many more countries globally that are also running the Teach for uh, fellowship model. But um, just different st- uh, students in different countries have their own struggles. But in Hong Kong. Our schools are very resourceful, but just not for the students. And we especially see growth mindset exposure being the gaps for underprivileged students. It's just because many of our students, they come from a lower social economic background, um, social economic families, so um, the parents just... uh, since the parents are mainly working um, blue collar jobs and they might not have as much um, capacity to provide life and career guidance for their, um, for their children. Mm-hmm. And that's why students, they just, they just don't know, they just generally don't understand what's the linkage between the school learning and the future developments. And, um, and also they don't have as much resources attending extracurricular activities and also um, visiting um, different countries. So um, that's the two main gaps we see. Uh, in in our students mm-hmm. and
0: Susan, Susan, you've had practical experience and you've seen it right from through the, your fellowship. Mm-hmm. What have you seen?
2: Um, I can share a little bit more about my students' experience, so I can explain from like the exposure mm-hmm. side. You can think of like my school is in Fanling, so it's a new territory. So my student, like um, they don't usually go further like Mong or even Tsim Sha or Central. Mm-hmm. So they're Location like where they usually hang out is around new territories, not even like the further away, it's just just family, just within the, radius within the region, within the region. So that the person they met have similar lifestyle, similar thinking, uh, habit, a similar background. So they kind of can't meet the people or lifestyle other than that. So their imagination on what their future could be is limited, mm-hmm. but uh. I'm so grateful that I met some of my students. They are eager to learn about more of the world or so what's happening outside, what more choices they can have. And these people are very motivated to get out of their comfort zone and they are eager or curious to know what is happening outside. So I am having the grateful like opportunity to spend time with them, like explore more opportunity outside. And other than that, like they have family burden. So unlike me like growing up I don't need to work for my parents so Mm. that I can earn money Mm. but for the time schedule they have packed in studying and also they have to work part-time to find money so that's a very tough thing for them so these are two examples that I observe in my students.
0: Mm. And do the students, I mean, you must form a very good relationship with some of these students that they're able to come and tell you about certain issues and things that they have. Mm -hmm. So do you have like the support mechanism there to be able to deal with those things?
2: Yeah. Um, To me, I think how I position myself is not person to save them or a person to offer some support but as a companion to like as walk a friend with them. Yeah, yeah yeah so I, I not necessarily have the expertise of, or, or resources that you, they got and I have to provide to them but rather I'm here to explore with, together with them to see and I see my student as resourceful as well
0: mm-hmm. as
2: some of them really can search a lot of resource from the sure. internet like from they can tell me I, have, I can find scholarship here I can find like opportunity here and I want to share with my student as well. So one of my students just joined the Student Union after that and then he tried to set up a page that consolidate all these information so that she want to try to spread these information Super. to the other students. So I think what position I'm taking is like, I'm a companion with them and trying to share whatever we got. Kind
0: of a mentor just to, to yeah. guide them along really because I suppose nobody can get a magic wand and just say, no, we'll do this for you or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, how it sounds like, you know, you're doing an absolutely amazing job and um, it's a very much needed job. How do you, how is it funded? How do you get support? Is it that you're getting some donations or, you know, what do you do?
1: Yeah, we're mainly relying on donations. So over the years, we started with um, one, one, one or two uh, key founda- major foundations in Hong Kong, but uh, more and more um, we are, because, uh, w- We are doing good work, we think. And thanks to that, um, a lot more foundations and even corporate donations, they reach out to us and see, hey, Hey, you are doing some amazing things, and also th- uh, back to my earlier point that our fellows come from very diverse diverse background, oh, so and also they may
0: stay with you and help you and support uh, not like, you.
1: Uh, not, uh, not to that point, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going there, but um, because some of our fellows, they for example, they come from financial background, some of our fellows come from um, tech, some of them um, um, psychology. So. Um, different funders, they want to contribute back to the education sector in different areas, different topics. So it's also one advantage for us because we attract diverse and good talents. Um, and we together with our donors, we could do a lot more great work, not only focusing on teaching, but also expanding, expanding our scope to social emotional learning, STEM learning and etc.
0: Excellent. And how about the families? I mean, are you, do you work? Could you get them involved? I know that you run events and things like that. So, you know, do you get families involved? You know, the children's families in some of these situations?
2: Um, in the fellowship context, it depends on different school and the, the role being given to the fellows, as some are being the class teacher and some not. So for the class teacher, they will have more opportunity to get in touch with the parents as they have to deal with the class uh, administration things. And on top of that, we have some fellows that are more interested in parent educations. So that's uh, the fellows try to initiate some workshops or talk for fa- uh, for parents and they get a the chance to like educate a bit more about how to Deal with the emotion with Mm. students, Mm -hmm. how to interact with students, or even um, we have a fellows that want to promote growth mindset, and they just uh, set up a uh, cheat sheet on how you can respond when you when your children give you the exam result and Mm -hmm. how you can respond correctly over that. Yeah, so there is different touch point with the parents, and um, it depends on our fellows' like interest. Some are more interest on how to build capacity in teachers, some is like on parent education, some more focused on student impact. So it depends on our fellows' interests and also the school context.
0: Mm. So how big a team do you have total at the moment? I mean, what are we talking about?
1: We have a really small team, um, only eight, um, but... Uh, we do think that we have we, which we have a very young team I think on average we are age um, 20, 27, oh. 20 27 27 28 yeah uh-huh. on average so um, and we do have a small team so uh, but it also make us uh, make, make Teach for Hong Kong a great learning place for our staff because we have a small team and we do a lot of different works and from from fundraising we just talked about and also to fellowship recruitment and then uh, running the fellowship and each of us still have to bear um, different kind of roles so um though we have a small team, but um, we, are do, you, are we do you enjoy it a lot. Are you looking to
0: expand it? Is that something, obviously it's a nice, comfortable team at the moment, but you know, in future, would you see that you would like to, you know, what's your ambition? How would you like to see things in the next three, four years?
1: Yeah, right. we would love to. So um, started in 2015, uh, but then we only had um, two to three full-time staff and okay. and um, as the uh, as year passed, um, we grew from um, Back then we we only had six fellows per year. And last year we finished our cohort with um, 35 or 36 fellows. So um, you can see it's a huge growth. And so, so, so has our team been. Mm. So um, yeah, we has, are looking to
0: expand. Did COVID affect you? Uh, obviously COVID affected everyone. So how mm-hmm. was it during these times when we had all the restrictions, things like that?
1: It creates more opportunities. Um, that's what we believe because um, our fellows, um, I didn't mention this point but all our fellows recruited they don't they, they don't come from an education background they didn't do a yeah. four-year teacher training program so um, and schools principals and, a, and, and and the teachers there they do see that point our fellows advantage is not in the teaching quality we do we do ensure our fellows are up are up to the par to, to meet the school standard but uh, they cherish more about our, our fellows um Expertise, what they can bring into yeah, the, the, the teaching team to the students. Yes, yeah. yeah, so um, especially during COVID, because um, while other teachers, because what students need then, is not just about classroom teaching, because mm. basically everything is on hot. But how to keep them motivated and not waste, uh, not not spend the time wasted. So our fellows um, take a huge um, take a huge step forward and um, organize all kinds of different activities, um, company visits. Um, uh, workshops, or even just mental support—that is what students needed the most. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
0: it I is very much about an all-round experience, isn't it? That w- that's what you're looking at. That it isn't just about the school books and and the theory. It is about the practical, hands-on, and looking at the bigger picture, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think our fellow is quite agile. Like, do you remember, like back into March and April, there's like a special holiday, so like school just suspends suddenly, and our fellow just quickly think what else they can do through zoom like they organize like art therapy workshops they offer like zoom chit chat session like board game session over the zoom it create opportunity for them to get connection with the fellows or even the students where they don't have the chance because they have to teach at school mm-hmm. and but with that chance they get to know more about what the student do usually what is their life and that create a bonding that helps them to teach better like mm. after the
0: whole what, what are we talking about in terms of numbers of students that you're actually dealing with
1: um i think last year we reached uh more than 3,000 students. Oh, wow. So yeah, uh, uh, about 120. And this uh,
0: is on Zoom. Um, Is there any direct contact? And what do you, how does it vary?
1: Yeah, sure. So I I think last year we started the school year uh, face-to-face teaching and then uh, COVID came back and then we had to um, shift online and And at the second half of the year, we we shift back to -to face-to-face teaching. So, yeah, fortunately, we do have uh, most of the time spending with students face-to-face instead of on Zoom.
0: So how does that work? So, for instance, you actually get your fellows into the schools to do the sessions. So they they are part of the curriculum, right?
1: They are actually stationing at school. Right. Yeah, they are full-time teachers.
0: Right, right. And then and then they, and you have kind of reports and stuff as to the things that they've got in mind and the school picks up on that. I still. guess
1: that the schools would um, work with our fellows more on the curriculum teaching, but um, on the extracurricular activities, um, we do um, work very closely with our fellows. For mm-hmm. example, we do have a lot of corporate partners and external partners and fellows say if the fellows want to organize a um, case competitions um, um, and then we line up opportunities for them. So we do work very closely with our fellows. And also we have weekly training because a six week Training during the summer is not enough, but also not. It's not just about teaching skills. We really, we really emphasize on. Um, we we see ourselves as growing future leaders. So during the year, on a weekly basis, we do provide not only teaching skills reinforcement, but also continually feeding them with uh, stimulations in terms of how they grow their fellowship and also uh, some kind of social innovations, education, good best practices around the world brilliant. for them.
0: Well, that sounds brilliant, Justin and um, Season. Thank you very much for Thank coming you in much. today. Thank you. And I wish you luck and please keep in touch with us as things progress. Sure. Thank you. Thank you.